Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, you brilliant listeners. Today I have for you another listener story, this time by Sean Corrales. And as usual, my listeners just keep on surprising me. This listener mentioned to me that they are not pro-writers. Sean, mate, you're certainly getting close. Goodness, today's story is a keeper. I hope this story has you sitting on the edge of your chair, just like I was reading it. It's a two-parter, where the second part will continue tomorrow. And without ruining the narrative, let's just say, our protagonist's family is in a very strange and bad way. Before we start, feel free to send in your own story just like Sean did at storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com because people, myself included, absolutely love listening to them. Turn off your lights. Turn up the sound. Bring a hot Earl Grey with you. I've got mine. Mm-hmm. Delicious. And join me for a story that's... unique. The phone buzzes its annoying wake-up tone. One ding, two ding, ding three, ding ding ding, with a drawn-out tone. I have always hated my wake-up ringer, which is good. If I liked it, then I wouldn't wake up from it to shut it off. I suppose I let it ring and ring and ring, enjoying the soothing sound of a song I liked. It repeats like clockwork, which to me is a stupid saying. Though this one does run on a clock, so the analogy is sound. I reach over to slap the phone silent, but it keeps ringing. And the ringing makes me lose my cool. Sitting up, I grab the phone, staring at it through blurry eyes, struggling against the light when it hit me. It's Saturday. I wouldn't have set an alarm last night. This wasn't my alarm, but my text. How the hell? I mumble to the darkness. Who's texting so late? Early? I flicked the screen to see the time. 1.39am. There is also a message from an unknown number. I turn the phone off and curl back under the covers of my twin bed. I have several brothers and sisters and being the oldest, I always give up the best to them. I hate this bed. It's lumpy and firm, but not the good firm. The kind of firm that makes you angry to be laying down. I've bought mattresses in the past, but I've always given them to one of the younger brats that try to sleep in my bed with me. You have to teach them while they're young, Dad would chide. Give them the bed so they can sleep on their own. He would always conclude, adding a different item for the occasion. Give them the toy, food, towel, TV, video game, or oxygen, and they'll learn. I may have made up the last one, but you get my point. I cannot have nice things because it is for the betterment of my family and my feelings, which never mattered. I... My phone interjects, unhappy with my wandering, tired mind. I slap my hand out, 
trying to silence the beast phone, when again, I have a realization. That's not my text sound. Rolling over, I grabbed the phone and held it close to my face. What do you want, unknown? I grumble, staring at the four messages left by someone. I swipe up, clear my eyes and stare at that tiny screen. The messages don't make sense at first, not because how they're written, but because the words didn't make sense in the order they're in. It said, it's not real, none of it, trust no one, escape. I read it a few times to make sure my tired mind isn't playing tricks on me. Nothing changes with each read. Shocking. Sometimes tired me is very stupid. I toss off the one thick cover I had, sitting up in my bed. My room is the smallest room of the six kids. Give up the room and they'll be happy. Dad's message repeated in my head. I worried what would happen if baby seven came along. I look at my phone again and shake my head. Either it's a wrong number or an odd prank. Regardless, I get up and head for the bathroom. Since I'm up, I might as well piss. Boring grey carpet lined my room wall to ordinary wall. I stopped putting up posters or buying anything for myself because I can't keep anything. I create tofis on the shag carpet. Something about the way it felt made me smile. I never smile in public because of my crooked teeth, but in the dark, nobody can make fun of it. I shamble across the room, reaching the door in two long strides. And then, I'm awake. Enough awake to notice that the hall light is on. Which is strange for a few reasons, but I open the door anyway. Lined in the hall from my room to the bathroom is my family. My heart leapt to my throat. Everyone gave me a blank stare, having ordered themselves from tallest to shortest towards my door. My dad tilts his head, studying me. My eyes darted from one person to the next, worrying that something horrible had happened. My mum opened her mouth and closed it fast. Is... what is going on? I ask, my palms drenched with sweat. She tilts her head and looks me dead in the eye when she speaks. Her words still haunt me to this day. You didn't see anything strange this morning, did you? She asked, devoid of all emotion. My mind blanks, and I sputter an inaudible response. You didn't see anything strange this morning, did you? She repeats in the same tone, inflecting in the exact way she did the first time. It was like she was playing a recording of herself out of her own mouth. Her lips didn't even sync up. I, I, no, what? I try to talk, but something is holding me back. I can't think straight. Something tells me to lie to her, but I can't even remember what I'm lying about. What's going on? I ask with no force behind my words. My brothers and sisters are staring at me with cold, dead eyes. Cole, my youngest brother, keeps my gaze in his icy blue eyes. The youth from his face vanished. He looked young, but behind his eyes was something old. I tore my eyes away from him and looked to my sister closest in age. Meredith, what's going on? 
my stomach in knots staring into her pale green eyes. A feeling of ice trickled down my spine, making me shiver. Mum! I start. She moved towards me, and my family followed like a snake. Why are you awake? She asked me, staring hard into my room, the blank stare dissolving into one of anger. I had to pee. I said, holding up my chubby hands in defense. I don't know what to do. I'm completely freaking out at this odd interrogation for a crime I haven't committed yet. My family keeps staring at me like I'm some kind of monster they've decided to kill. I can see their faces change from placid to pissed off as I walk past each brother and sister, their blue and green eyes following my every move. And then, my still waking mind remembers the text. Go pee. We'll wait here for you, Mum says, the anger in her face seeping into her words. I keep my back against the wall and shuffle to the bathroom past my enraged family. I reached the door and fumbled with the knob, not wanting to take my eyes off them. Finally, it opened and I squeezed my fat ass inside before slamming it shut. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the actual fuck? I whispered to myself, feeling my sanity slip away. My mind races to a thousand different scenarios about what is happening. Did my family get replaced? Did I get replaced? Were they always this scary? There is a knock at the door and my dad's voice echoes through. I don't hear any tinkle in there, champ, he said in his most dad voice. You better hurry before your bladder explodes. It would be very messy to clean up, you know. He said with no inflection. What would happen is that your urine would seep into your abdomen. Since I'm a doctor, I would have to cut you open and drain it all out. My dad said with each word increasing in volume. So hurry up, champ. He yells. I lock the door and lift up the lid. Yeah, yeah, doing it now, Pop. I assured him, not feeling sure of anything. I pull my pants down and feel my phone as I do it. Instant relief that I had the forethought to shove it in my pocket washed over me. I whip the phone out and look at the three new messages from unknown blinking at me. The first one reads, Did you escape? This annoyed me. Mystery person gives me a five minute warning and expects me to get out of dodge. My stream feels weaker, signaling the end. I read as fast as I could. One of my sisters calls out to me in a deadpan voice I don't recognize. Come out and play. We have a fun game to play. Her voice set me on edge more than anything else. None of them sounded like that. We need you for the game. Another sibling who I couldn't recognize told me. They all began calling to me in low tones, asking me to play a game. It's a dull drone of voices beating against my ear. I stare into the small bright screen. No, I can see that you are stuck still. The first message chided. I can help, but you need to trust me. I stare at the message, not knowing what to do. I finish up and my dad starts to turn the doorknob. 
his voice not matching any tone he's ever used before. There is a crazed lilting to it. It sounds like he wants to howl and sing at the same time. Champ, you all done? Do you need any help in there? I respond in the smartest way I could. I have to poop now. Sorry, I'll be out in a minute. He stopped turning the handle. With the phone in my hand, I reply, I trust you. The entire house went silent. I couldn't even hear the electricity. My mind reeled from the silence. It was so much worse hearing them taunt me. I didn't know what they were up to, and there was no response from my unknown friend. No bubbles of reply, no notice that my message was even read. I was losing my mind when the door began to bow inward. They were trying to break in. I'm pooping, stop. I can't do it if... I start before the howling cut me off. My brothers and sisters were howling at the top of their lungs. Their cries cut through me. I could feel the sound they were producing in my bones and it hurt. I wanted to run, but I had nowhere to run. The bathroom only had a small window that I could never fit through. My phone vibrated. You'd never fit through that window. Good idea though, is how it started. Fuck you too, buddy. Another message came through. Sorry, but it's true. It read, making it the most unsettling thing that night. The door began to splinter at the hinges. I could see the cold, dead eyes of my siblings stacked on top of each other, staring back at me. Why are you doing this? I finally yelled to them, dropping all pretense. We We love love you so much. much. They all called back in unison, their voices crazed. Stop, please stop. I could hear them pushing harder against the door. The bowing worsened and I knew whatever they wanted to do to me, I couldn't stop. Again, the phone vibrated. Overflow the toilet. A simple command. I didn't have time to question despite the thousands of questions that formed. I started stuffing everything I could find into the bowl. I stuffed toilet paper, the roll itself, the plastic bag we used for trash and flushed it. It all got sucked down and the door was splintering. Under the sink was a box of heavy duty tampons. I grabbed them and stuffed them as far down as I could. I flushed again and the bowl began to choke and sputter. I took the rest of the box and shoved it down. My phone buzzed again. Toilet water spilled over the sides, mixing with the tampons over the tiles. Get into the shower and turn it on. Again, I obey, running across the room to the shower and hopping in. My phone vibrated. Make sure you don't get me wet. The message read. I flipped on the shower. The cold water stung at first, but I stopped feeling it when the door shattered apart. My father entered holding the second oldest boy, Jacob, as a battering ram. His head bloody and bruised. He wore a smile from ear to ear, despite his wounds. I stared on as my father dropped Jacob to the floor. A sudden memory filled my head of a time some teens threw me into a pool. I must have been five or six. I fell into the water, but I couldn't swim. Terror gripped my tiny heart. Mother had told me to never go to the pool, so she didn't know I was there. Nobody did. That's what scared me the most. Dying alone, with nobody to so much as jump into a pool and pull me out. 
It felt like an eternity in that pool until a lifeguard jumped in and saved me. He performed CPR and called my mum. She lost her mind and I could never leave the house without her. Those boys never so much as looked in my direction after that. Get ready to run, I read, holding my arm out of the shower. Jacob smacked into the toilet water covered ground, sliding to the other side of the room. My family lost it. The house from before doubled in volume with an agonizing tune seeping in each scream. Go now. I ripped back the shower curtains and ran past my shocked father, barreling into him, knocking him to the floor. And that's where part one of Family Knows Best finishes. Oh, I know, I know. I've left you on a cliffhanger. I can be so cruel. <laughs> Don't stress though. It's a daily show, so the next part is just around the corner. And I'll also record some more listener stories as well to spice up the mix for this week. On the note of crazy family members, have you ever had nightmares like this? Or is this a secret fear of yours? Maybe one day I'll share my own nightmare that involved my family and cups of water. Yeesh. Definitely full on. <laughs> if you want to support this podcast, there are two awesome ways to do it. The first one is word of mouth. Mention it to a friend, family member, or colleague. It helps this podcast and the authors on here reach even more awesome ears. And two is iTunes. Leaving an iTunes review not only puts a bounce in my step, but bounces the podcast up a step so people can see it. For those of you who do both, good God and thank you. <laughs> and I can't wait to share with you the end of this story tomorrow. But as always... Till next time.